Wednesday afternoon. Bob Black back with you here. 1061 ESPN in the capital city. Thank you for tuning in as the clock continues to tick down towards the real start of the college football season. I realize week zero is in our rearview mirror from last week, but everybody getting going this weekend, and we're certainly excited about that. And the team that actually gets the opportunity to start just about before anybody else on Saturday will be the Virginia Cavaliers in Nashville against the Tennessee Volunteers. That is a noon Eastern kickoff, so real early morning in Nashville for John Freeman, the voice of the Cavaliers and the Virginia football team. And before he boards that plane to get to Nashville, he's on with us this afternoon. John, appreciate the time. Hope you've had a good summer and are ready for some football. Uh, Thanks for having me on, uh, Bob, and it's good to be back on. I know we talked weekly last year, and this time last year, I was talking about a Virginia-Richmond matchup and looking forward to seeing you, and we'll have to wait till the season opener next year when the Cavaliers and the Spiders once again kick things off. A little, little different, little different. All due respect to my beloved Spiders, but a little different opener this year against uh, against the Tennessee Volunteers. But I'm I'm sure excited about that. I'm sure the guys are. And let me make this a little bit more serious to start because I think you'd be remiss if if you didn't start with this conversation. I'm sure you're doing it over and over again now. But it's been almost 300 days since you guys have played. We know why it's been that long. We know Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry will always be in our minds. I loved what Tony Elliott said when he said we. We'll never move on, but we are moving forward. What have you seen in the preseason from these Virginia Cavaliers that gives you the confidence that mentally, physically, emotionally, they are moving forward? Oh well, first of all, it's just an excellent group of of young men, and when I talk to them and and hear from them and uh, hear them speak on everything that they've been through, I'm just amazed at these young men and what they've been able to process and continue to process while also still pushing forward and and moving forward, as you said. And uh, They have so much on their plate, whether it's wanting to play professional football, trying to make the starting lineup, trying to just get into the game, going to class, uh, trying to get good grades, keeping their social life. And every day I'm just amazed at, at how much they can juggle uh, with football, with class, and then also just the, the intense emotional hurt of the last year. So uh, consider me just impressed by this group think, every single yeah. time I talk to them. I think we echo that, everything we see, everything we read, everything we hear. And I'm sure they're very excited to play a football game again, which they will do Saturday. So let, let's kind of go inside the white lines now a little bit, John. Obviously, it was not a great season uh, record-wise and on the field at 3-7. and seven. Uh, Where do you think the most improvement needs to come from Virginia this year? How is it? How easy is it to say oh, it's got to come offensively, never really got it going on that side of the ball? The defense seemed to seemed to get better as the year went on. Where, where do you think the most improvement improvement needs to be to improve on that record yeah they're gonna have to score more points there's no secret about that i was was looking at the the stat comparison between tennessee and virginia last year and i think virginia scored less than 200 points tennessee scored 599 (laughs) (laughs) so that's a a whole lot of points Uh, we might need a lot on saturday to win the game but uh, as you said offensively it was a struggle i think defensively we're really excited about just everybody that's coming back. We've got almost our entire defensive line back. Some players in the secondary are back. Uh, a really good young uh, linebacking core. So if the defense can kind of hold serve and replicate what they did last year and we can get a little bit more on the offensive end, 
you'd be looking at a lot more wins here for this UVA team. And offensively, it starts with a new quarterback in Tony Musket. And the player that coming in from Monmouth was a, a record-setting quarterback there, arguably you know, their top player in program history. And he's got all these accolades at an FCS level. Um, and you probably know how hard it is to, to translate from an FCS level to an FBS level. Uh, but we're hoping he can do it. And he's got the moxie. He's got this confidence to him. And uh, he's he views himself as a point guard, as a facilitator, as somebody who can get the ball to his playmakers in space. And he's really accepted that role. He's not walking in saying, you know, I'm going to have to go win us this game. He's, he's much more of a, a leader and a team guy. Um, so excited for him. Excited for this offense to get a reboot. And we'll see where it goes on Saturday. John, what does that reboot kind of look like, do you think, offensively? Tony Elliott's offense in year two, uh, well-documented, the struggles, never really getting on the same page with Brandon Armstrong and and all of that. What that reboot looks like um, under Tony Elliott in year two? It looks like a better offensive line, uh, and there's, there's no way around it. So last year the O-line struggled, and uh, it's not saying, oh, we've got better guys now or, or – uh, kind of knock it on the guys in the past. It's just the guys that are returning are much better. So, for example, Ty Furnish, who was a center last year, was kind of thrust into that role, was undersized. He's added 15 pounds of strength and body weight. So he's going to be much better here in his second year as the starting center. And then speaking of weight fluctuating, Mikhail Boley, who was a starting tackle last year for Virginia, he's lost 15 pounds and looks much more agile and quick. So, uh, we got some good guys coming in that are new, um, that, are, that are probably going to have a big role. But then also the guys that are returning are just in a better spot physically uh, than they were last year. They have more experience. So uh, I don't necessarily know if it's a reboot in the sense of we're not changing a lot of what we want to do and how we do it on the offensive end, but everybody's just going to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. All right, defensively, as we both – kind of pointed out that probably was the strong suit of last year's team um let's brag a little bit about the defense and where it was and and where it's headed and also just a little bit of a a cautionary flag here Uh, you know one of your better defensive linemen you won't have saturday right in in chico bennett yeah and and that's uh something that coach elliott noted over his press conference yesterday chico bennett is a player that in some of the mock drafts that i've seen has been as high as a first round draft pick um, which you would expect for somebody who at one point in the season was leading the ACC in, in sacks, and uh, eventually the season was cut short, so he didn't end up gaining that that accolade at the end of the season. But nevertheless, a lot expected from him. He was kneeling after a scrimmage. So he plays a full scrimmage a couple weeks ago. He was kneeling, got back up, and couldn't straighten out his knee. <laughs> now he can't play on Saturday. So. He's undergone a procedure. He'll be back, uh, hopefully, for the JMU game, but that's a big loss. Yeah, uh, but a uh, player named Cam Butler will mm-hmm. hopefully step up in his absence. Cam's the other side of the defensive line at, at the defensive end position. And he just got an opportunity for some other guys to, to fill a little bit of Chico's void. Yeah. All right, where will the strength be, then, do you think, on the defensive side of the ball, John? Oh, defensive line, hands down. Hmm. This defensive line last year was very good. Uh, pressuring the quarterback, also stopping the run. And almost every single one of them is back. Cam Butler, John Muir Carter at defensive tackle, Aaron Falmui, who it feels like has been there forever. I mean, he's been there so long, he's married and has a kid. (laughs) (laughs) He's on the defensive line. Uh, Chico Bennett eventually when he comes back. Ben Smiley's back. 
it's it's really the strength of that unit. Uh, one of the better defensive lines in the ACC. And it's going to need to be when we face an SEC opponent on Saturday. Yeah, you've already alluded to that. So take us just a little bit deeper. If you give us a, just a little bit more of a scouting report, obviously we're hearing big things from Tennessee. They're coming off of a great season. They, you know, took Clemson really up one wall and down the other in, in the bowl game at, at the end of the year. This team just seems really, really legit, doesn't it, John? Yeah, and the scary thing about what Tennessee did to Clemson in the Orange Bowl last year, I mean, they annihilated the Tigers in the second half and most of the key cogs in that game are back this year. So they had a lot of injuries heading into that bowl game. Then they had some guys step into some roles and they excelled. And now they're in the starting lineup uh, for Tennessee on Saturday. The big thing to watch is the speed of Tennessee. This is the fastest paced offense in the country from last year. How about this, Bob? I saw a stat. They snapped the ball on average 2.9 times every single minute of offense. (laughs) Uh, So they move the ball quite quick, and you'll see it. I mean, if they're able to connect on a 25-yard pass over the middle, the receiver will pop up after he's tackled, doesn't celebrate, immediately looks up, tries to identify the official that can spot the ball, throws the ball to the official, gets in line, and by that time, Everybody's at the line of scrimmage, ready to snap the ball and go. So there is no rest if you're the defense. they got to stay alert. Uh, they got to be ready to, to match that speed of Tennessee, and they've tried to replicate it in practice, but it's always something different when it shows up on game day. John, are you even taking Tony with you on uh, Tony Covington with you on this trip? I mean, when when's he going to get a word in edgewise with that guy? <laughs> I've told him that. Yeah, I was like, you might be talking after punts and touchdowns, and that's about all the time. Uh, it's going to be a, a real quick broadcast for sure. But it'll be a good one. I'm sure you'll have a little bit of fun there in uh, Nashville, a neutral site, quote-unquote neutral site. It'll obviously be dominated by t- Tennessee Volunteer fans. But you get a little time in Nashville, don't you, John? Yeah, it's uh, calling this game a neutral site is like saying when your spiders go to VCU and it's yeah. a neutral site because it's in the city of Richmond. <laughs> Ain't nothing yeah. neutral about this. When I see right. those checkers in the end zone and Smokey barking at me, yeah. there is nothing neutral about Nissan Stadium. And you'll hear Rocky Top over and over again from the time you walk in that stadium, I'm sure. Hey, one more for you. I let you go. I know you're, you're getting ready to get get on the plane and, and get out of there. And I imagine you'll get tired of this question, but it's going to happen all year long. And uh, Matt Josephs, in the last hour on Border to Border, had Bob Kessling on, the voice of the Vols, and kind of asked him the same framed question, and that is this conference realignment thing and everything that's hanging over the head of the ACC and kind of what's the feel and vibe, you know, in Charlottesville on, on the Virginia Virginia grounds about where the Cavaliers are and where the ACC is headed. Uh, Bob, you must think I'm, I'm more important than I am. <laughs> nobody's telling, I do, actually. nobody's I do. telling me anything, <laughs> um, nor is it my place to know. That's, I mean, you're talking about way higher level uh, meetings, so presidents of university and athletic directors. So uh, I don't have any scoop. All I do is read the same articles that everybody else does and say, you know, that'd be a pretty nice place to fly every year or two. So I'm hoping we add Hawaii and the University of Oxford. <laughs> I'd like to go I'd like to go overseas at least to play a football or basketball game each year. But uh yeah. thankful where where we are and have a lot of trust in the people that'll take us somewhere else if, if we need to be. All right. Well done. Thank you, John. Have safe travels and have a great call on Saturday. We'll look forward to catching up with you many times during the course of the season. Thanks for having me on, Bob. Go who's 
John Freeman, the voice of the Hoos of the Virginia Cavaliers, heading to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers in the opener. Tennessee, of course, coming off a great year. Josh Heupel uh, moving into his third season there. has gotten that program back on track and, uh, yeah, beat Clemson in the in the Orange Bowl last year, went 11-2. and two. And, again, for Virginia, just the 10 games last year, the tragedy that they are, you know, trying to move forward from uh, and a 3-7 and seven year last season, a new quarter quarterback this year uh, a defense that should be pretty solid but is going to be you know significantly challenged on Saturday in Nashville but excited for it excited to have some college football back and selfishly I'm kind of glad it's a noon game because uh, the spiders don't play until six so at noon I'll still be getting ready to head to Robin Stadium and we'll certainly be able to watch a portion of that game on Saturday that's uh, that's the kickoff one Virginia at Tennessee noon on Saturday, as we talked with Jay Colley yesterday, our first uh, Division One team that gets going is tomorrow night when William & Mary plays at Campbell at 7 o'clock. Apparently, it's a pretty big deal down there in Bowie's Creek. I was uh, talking with a member of the CAA football staff today, Carly Smith, who will be on the sidelines at Robin Stadium for us on our telecast on uh, Saturday evening on NBC Sports Washington, and she said, yeah, they're they're pumped down there at Campbell. They're going to have a big student turnout. It's a night game. It's their first game in the conference. They're playing the nationally ranked tribe of William & Mary, uh, so it's going to be a big deal for them down there. Of course, William & Mary is a prohibitive favorite in that game, but that's the first of our D1 state teams that will get underway. William & Mary at Campbell tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and then Virginia gets it going on Saturday at noon against Tennessee, and Virginia Tech and Old Dominion wrap up that Saturday. They play the 8 o'clock game under the lights at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg. We've been talking about that game and we'll continue to do so as we get you to kick off on Saturday. All right, it's uh, 4.30. Let's get the break in here. Uh, When we come back, I do want to have a little bit of fun, so bear with me. Uh, Just enjoy the next segment. I just got a kind of a chuckle out of it and enjoyed it. And again, it's Philly-related and it's Philly-based, but I really am driving home the point of the power of Sports Talk Radio and what you callers mean to us and to the athletes in the city in which you are living. We'll do all of that. I'm making more of a big deal out of it than it is. But we'll do it next on the Sports Auto 1061 ESPN.